0: I'd like you to stand together as we look at God's Word for today, and we're actually uh, again uh, going to be sharing a passage that we have reflected on for the past number of weeks from James chapter 2. Would you join me in the reading of God's Holy Word? My brothers and sisters, what good is it if people say they have faith but do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anyone, can it? Imagine a brother or sister who is naked and never has enough food to eat. What if one of you said, go in peace, stay warm, have a nice meal? What good is it if you don't actually give them what their body needs? In the same way, faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful activity. Someone might claim you have faith and I have action, but how can I see your faith apart from your actions? Instead, I'll show you my faith by putting it into practice in faithful action. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Thank you. You may be seated. the family moved into a new house and uh, the little girl was somewhat afraid of the dark in her new bedroom and so she cried out to daddy who was in the other room daddy i'm scared and daddy came in and reassured her honey i'm here we're just across the hall everything is okay and he left and she seemed to be fine a few minutes later she starts crying again daddy i'm scared He comes back in and reassures her, this time saying, Honey, God is with you. God loves you. You don't have anything to be afraid of. He turned and went back to his room, and a few minutes later, he hears again, Daddy, I'm scared. He shouts back, But honey, I told you, God is with you. She said, I know, Daddy, but I need somebody with skin on them. She doesn't realize it, but that little girl explained the doctrine of the Incarnation. We're in that season of the Christian year we call Advent, in which we celebrate the greatest event that has ever happened in the history of the world, God leaving the heavens, coming to earth to live among us. And it's the greatest season of all the world, and we celebrate uh, understandably this amazing, wonderful event. Now, our focus during Advent, understandably, is that Jesus came to reveal who God is. When we look at Jesus, we have all our questions about God answered. We see God's nature, we see God's will, we see God's love, We see God himself. And that's what we focus on mostly at this time of the year is how Jesus, in coming to earth, reveals who God is. But there's something else that Jesus does when he comes that I think sometimes gets overlooked. And it's this. In coming to the earth, Jesus not only reveals who God is, He reveals who we are. Who we are. Or at least who we're supposed to be. You see, Jesus is the example of what humanity was designed by God to be. And Jesus not only came to show us God, He came to show us who we are and how we're to live our lives. Have you ever wondered why sometimes in Scripture Jesus is referred to as the Son of God and sometimes he's referred to as the Son of Man? That's on purpose. Son of God points to his divinity, the fact that he is fully God and when we're looking at Jesus Christ, we're looking at God himself. But believe it or not, he's more than son of God. Scripture also refers to him as son of man. And that's to point out to us his, divine, his uh, human nature. And to remind us that he was born into this world like all of us were born into this world. And that he is a human being just like us. He was a person with fears and desires and the same intellect and challenges and the same physical body that you and I have. He was a human being. And in his life, we see what our life is supposed to look like. He came to show us who we are. We've just finished a series of messages entitled Beyond Belief, in which we have We've reminded ourselves that to be authentic followers of Jesus Christ means more than just having belief in our head, but taking that belief in God and in Christ and letting it move from our head into our heart, and we move beyond belief when that belief becomes lived out in tangible, relevant, real ways in real life. And as James reminds us, faith without works is dead. And we know that we have moved beyond belief when that belief... Is being lived out in certain ways. And we've used five words to define how that is. When we move beyond belief and are living an authentic life in Christ, we are more caring. We find that we engage in a life of serving, we find that we look for opportunities of telling about the love of God, the truth of Christ. We find that when we move beyond belief, we devote ourselves to a life of giving. And then finally, when we move beyond belief, we live a life in which we are seeking to stand. We're standing on the Word of God. Now, I want you to know, as we wrap this thing up, that those five traits, those virtues, were not just Randomly selected. We didn't say to ourselves as we were planning these services, all right, what are five things we can say that people need to be? Those words are there, those traits have been lifted up because they are precisely what define and describe the life of Jesus. and if you look throughout the New Testament, if you, as you study the life of Jesus, uh, as you examine his activities and his behaviors and the things he did and the how, he, how he lived, these words, these virtues, they jump out at you and remind you and speak to you and me as to who Jesus was. Now, we are to be followers of Jesus. And so to be followers of Jesus means to to live as Jesus lived. Jesus was caring. Everywhere he went, he was known for his compassion and his kindness for people. One day he was walking from town to town, teaching in the synagogues, and and Matthew, in writing about that day, said he looked out and he saw the crowd, and when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus is the epitome of caring. He's come to show us how to live. To be a follower of his means to be a person of caring. Are you known for caring? Does caring for others define how you're living your life right now? He lived a life of serving. It was at the very first Lord's Supper that Jesus did an unusual thing he watched the disciples feed and afterwards he said this to them I have not come to be served but to serve and I'm giving you an example that you should do as I have done as Christians we are those whose life is engaged in serving others is that a commitment of your life Are you serving? If so, how? If not, why not? Jesus devoted his life to telling. Everywhere he went, he told people about the love of the Father. Whether it was a blind man by the side of the road or a woman who was living a life of promiscuity or a tax collector who was cheating uh, people out of their, their income. He always told people about the love of the Father. To follow Jesus means to engage in the same. To be telling. Jesus lived a life of giving. You know, it's interesting that we have no record that Jesus ever put money into an offering plate. And yet we also have no record of Jesus ever owning anything. I wonder if that means that he obviously gave away everything that he ever had. One thing we do know is that Jesus practiced the ultimate act of giving when he gave his life for us. The scripture says there's no greater love that a person has for another than that they lay down their life for their friend. And this is precisely what Jesus has done you and for me Jesus is known for standing Robert for a friend of mine uh, in his book called the trouble with truth says this about Jesus he spoke the words that people needed to hear even if they didn't want to hear them he was faithful to his principles even when doing so angered the authorities He refused to compromise his message even when he knew that he would lose followers as a result. Even when he suspected that if he continued to proclaim the truth, he would be nailed to a cross. If Jesus was all of these, then we are meant to be all of these. Because Jesus did not simply come to reveal to us who God is. He came and He comes to reveal to us who we are. This Christmas we will give and we will receive lots of gifts. The most valuable gift you possess is your life. Are you using it to pursue His purpose and give it to the mission for which it has been designed? Let's pray together. Oh God, we thank you that in Jesus Christ we have an opportunity to see firsthand who you are. We don't have to speculate, we don't have to imagine because Jesus is the embodiment of your grace, your truth, your love, your power. Oh God, we also pray that you would open our hearts and minds to also understand that (coughs) Jesus came to reveal to us who we are, at least who we've been designed to be. And so, as we live our lives each and every day. May we seek to devote ourselves to, to being more and more like Christ, who is our model. We cannot be Christ, but we are called to be Christ-like. So, Father, I pray that as we gather even now to receive the sacrament yet again, that in receiving this sacrament, we will not just give thanks for the life of Jesus, but we will be reminded and challenged to reflect on the life that Jesus gives us and to live it in such a way that best honors Him and you and accomplishes your purpose. It's in his name and in his spirit that we pray. Amen. As we move into our time of celebrating the sacrament of of Holy Communion, I want to invite you to go ahead and take your hymnal and turn there to page uh, 15 in the front of the bulletin. Front of the hymnal, excuse me. And then also in your bulletin is an insert in which we have included a prayer of confession. If you'll go ahead and take that out as well. We will include that in our litany in just a moment. Let us prepare to worship the living God through receiving the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn Holy, holy, holy 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 Lord, Lord, God God of power and and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna on the highest. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said to them, This is my body which is broken for you. Every time you eat this, remember me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks over it and said to them, This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink this, Remember me. Lord God, we are gathered in this space, in this room. We're reminded of how you, Jesus, and the disciples gathered in the upper room and shared this same sacrament. We're divided by miles and space and time, and yet we are one in that your Holy Spirit is present with us just as you were present then. May, O God, this sacrament be for us what it was for them, a stark reminder of the power and the truth and the love of Jesus Christ, a powerful symbol of his death, a powerful symbol of his resurrection and his promise to be with us forever. And may we, as we, partake yet again of this holy sacrament be drawn to live a life for which we have been designed. A life that, as best we can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, mirrors and models itself after the example of Christ. And it's in His name and in His Spirit that we pray. Amen. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ, offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. When we come to the Lord's table, it is appropriate that we confess before god uh, the need of our life the sin of our life and seek his forgiveness we've prepared this prayer of confession to assist us this morning i invite you to uh, join with me in reading and if you all would uh, read those portions in the bold print. oh lord we are grateful for this holy sacrament and the remembrance it brings to us of your great love in the breaking of the bread we remember your body Broken for our sin. In the drinking of the cup, we remember your blood spilled and poured out for our forgiveness. We approach your table realizing our unworthiness to do so. We are far from what you want us to be. We want to live more holy lives, lives that please you and honor Christ. As we receive this sacrament today, may your Holy Spirit reveal our weakness and renew our strength to live as disciples of Jesus Christ. We acknowledge we are not always as caring as you would have us to be. We've seen opportunities to offer compassion, kindness, and concern for another person, and yet have chosen to look the other way. Help us, Lord, to be more caring. You call us to serving, but we are more prone to be served We see needs in our church and in our community that are waiting to be addressed and we wonder why no one does. Holy Spirit, make us those who serve. Your request is that we find ways of telling the good news of Christ, telling the lost they can be found, telling the hopeless there is hope, telling those who search where to find truth. But we have been hesitant in telling the story. Forgive us, Lord. Give us words to speak and opportunities to speak. You tell us to express our love and commitment to you through giving. But we don't always give our best to you. Please forgive us. Free us from the illusion that joy is found in the things we possess. Holy Spirit, help us understand and experience the joy of giving to you. Lord, you call us to be faithful in standing for your truth. We confess that we have not always done so. Instead of being light, we have embraced the darkness. When following you has required courage, we have often shown compromise. Holy Spirit, give us strength to stand and not falter in our witness for you. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For this most gracious offer of your love, this holy sacrament, as we prepare to receive, please receive us and prepare us for the task ahead, your calling, whatever that may be.